1: Music is so important to our mind, our bodies, and spirits. But did you know it can also help us connect to the afterlife? This is interesting. The area of the brain where music memories are stored are one of the last faculties to go. There's a documentary movie called Alive Inside that you can find on YouTube that tracks the impact of playing music to people with Alzheimer's or dementia. People who seemed dead to the world become alive again and their memories come back when they listen to music from their favorite generation. Today, you'll meet two people, Ellen Wheelton, who had a near-death experience and is now a music therapist. She has presented at major universities, retreats, medical facilities, and conferences, and presents workshops on using music and imagery as a tool to connect with something greater, recognize our untapped potential, and discover how we can lead inspired, content, and harmonious lives. You can visit her website at at wellnessmusictherapy.com. Now, you'll also meet David Young, who's been nominated for Grammy Awards, who has thousands of hours of music available in the world. He's a master musician who many have claimed to be connected with their loved ones while listening to his harmonious and heavenly music. I'll even play some of that music at the end So, first, I'd like to say, Ellen Wheelton, welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Well, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, and let's find out a little bit about you. You're coming to us today from California. That's
2: correct. I live just north of San Diego and I have a wellness practice here where my goal in life, as you already mentioned, is to help others connect to their higher self and to connect to the other side. And my near-death experience is part of that. So I have a private practice here. And I also work globally with people and, and go to conferences and help educate others how to do this for themselves.
1: Pretty great. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to hearing more about that. But let's go way back in time. And mm-hmm. hey, you want to tell us about being a kid and then what happened, you
2: mm-hmm. can
1: move forward. Yes. I was a normal
2: child growing up. A normal girl, loved horses and loved to ride. And when I was 12 years old, I went to my first Western lesson. I'd ridden English for so long. So I went to my first Western lesson, and it turns out they didn't uh, tighten the cinch enough when i was riding and the cinch slipped and i was riding for a while underneath the horse fell off the horse and then it reared up and kicked me in the temple in the right temple wow. i was taken to a local hospital in hillsboro texas which is near to where i lived at the time and was found that i was in a coma so then i was taken to waco hospital in the dallas fort worth area and and given a team of doctors one of which who had worked on jfk I, oddly enough. But I was in the coma for five days and my parents were told to try and inspire my brain to kind of have some stimulation by playing movies and things like that. And that part of the story comes back later because they were playing my childhood favorite movies, Disney movies at my bedside and home movies and things. But it was from that point that I went into my near-death experience and was taken to the other side. Do go on. Thank you. So basically, I... Found myself on a raft, and the raft was wooden and was floating on kind of what I would call pink clouds. And in front of me was who I knew to be Jesus, because that's the faith that I grew up in. And on my left, there was a man who was young and thin and bald with long brown robes. And I didn't know who he was, but he felt familiar and comfortable and safe to me, almost as if he were protecting me. And I was on this space with them and felt completely loved just before moving into this place of light. So I went from the raft into this place of being surrounded by white light, but also colors and imagine like wonderful, beautiful colors all around music playing. And then that was short lived because at some point I felt this light around my body, which wasn't my real body, but was my light body. It felt warm and weighted and beautiful and kind of like a comforting hug, right? And then I just melted into and became the love. Everything else went away. And I was just completely one with this light and this love. And it was the most beautifully profound experience of of my life. But I can't even say it was an experience I had in my life because it was an otherworldly experience. I don't know how long I was there. I don't know how long I was connected, but I was taken back to the raft. And it was on that raft that I was connected with so much information about not only my path, but our path as humans and why we're here. And then I could see the trajectory of my parents and my family. And after receiving all this information, which I'll go into detail with you later, we can talk about that in a moment I was given the choice that I could either stay there or I could live. And I remember on some level wanting to stay because I loved the connection and the love and everything else disappeared. All my human worries about everything didn't matter, right? And I recognized on that raft that they didn't matter anyway, that so much that we think about and spend our time giving energy to is not what it's about. It was then that I was taken into a transformative, immersive music experience because I chose to stay and to come back. And I remember telling them, I want to use music for healing. It's kind of, I communicated through my mind and I explained, I want to be a healer. And it was at that moment that I felt an overwhelming surge of gratitude that I got to come back and I got to live. And I knew that it was a gift and I knew that I had something to give and I knew I had purpose. And that's when I was taken back into the darkness. But the darkness that I went into was a warm darkness, a comforting darkness. And I saw a music staff in the distance. It was just a staff and every note. Was a different color on the staff. And I could see the notes moving, but I couldn't hear anything. So I just watched it and it got closer and closer and closer, bigger and bigger until I kind of moved through the staff and it was gone. But then in its place was a very, very faint sound, almost inaudible, almost like a little pinprick of light on the kind of down. I I point to the lower right, that's where I kind of visualize it. Tiny pinprick. And I focused so hard on that music. I just pulled it in as much as I could. It came into my mind until it was booming in my head. And I opened my eyes and there I was in the ICU. A nurse came running over and then I slipped back out of consciousness. But the next thing I remember was I was being moved to a regular bed. They were calling it a miracle. He said that no other person in the state of Texas had ever survived that type of head injury at that state that I was in, other than one other child. She was 14, but she was disabled for life. And then I knew, I knew that everything, all the information I received on that raft, which was that we all have purpose. I mean, there's so much to it. And I'll, I'll talk about that. But, And now I live, everything that I do has to go back to that experience. Does it relate? Does it connect to that experience on the other side? And how can I help others connect to that as well?
1: Pretty amazing. And did you like music as a kid before all
2: this happened? I, I did. I played piano. My mom was a piano teacher for some time. And I played piano and I played the flute, which was my main instrument. I threw myself into music as I recovered because I did have some, you know, word retrieval issues. Other than that, it was completely normal. But I threw myself into music. That was my outlet. And then I became a music therapist. I knew that all I had to do was figure out how I could use music to
1: help others. Pretty amazing. This is a world I don't know too much about, so I'm going to let you lead the dance, okay, (laughs) with your information. And let me just ask, how clear is that memory today of what happened when you were 12? It's the most vivid memory I have in
2: my life. I lost all the memories before my head injury. So I remember them telling me that it was some form of amnesia. And they said, Because it's unusual for someone to wake up from a coma and not have any memory, no birthdays, no first day of school, no family. So... It was a concern. And I remember they said, whatever you'll get back, you'll get back in the first five years. And then after that, you won't get your memory back. So I had maybe five memories come through. My family would try to show me home videos. It would just not bring anything back. But I had a sense of people. And what that gave me, I could see my family member and feel their love and intuitively know that they were loving and that I loved them. And it helped me to really be able to intuitively understand people without having to know their name or their story. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where it led me into this place of, you know, living through music and feeling the music and living in the music and helping others to use it as a tool for connecting to something greater. Would you like to hear more about what I learned on the raft when yes. I was communicating with Jesus? Okay. I'd love to tell you about that. And I'd love to tell you about who the other figure was on the raft with me, because I figured that out later in life as well. And it was pretty profound. So as I was there on the raft, there's so many things came into my knowing. I could have been there for a day. I could have been there for a million years. And I, I it's so much information. But I remember... Knowing that every person here has a purpose, everyone has a plan, we are divinely guided and led and our goal is to surrender to that and trust that and have faith and also to connect with our higher self so that we are living in the greatest good. And I remember again recognizing that all the things that we spend our mind thinking about like that we spend our time thinking about on earth, all these worries and concerns and stresses and fears, they actually get in the way of living our purpose in our life. And I remember thinking when I came out of my coma and I was living again, I would have these thoughts and they would come into my head, you know, maybe fear or unworthiness, and I would instantly know how to let it go. And that didn't matter. And it was false. And I lived in that knowing for so long. And I think that, in this time especially, people will have these fears and they will hold them back because as we connect fear with thoughts, we actually create more of that in our lives because what we think is our reality. So that was a really big piece for me. Also, this living in gratitude was a huge part Ellen, we
1: need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have you continue about the power of gratitude and also about music being healing. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
4: With BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash shades.
5: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800 333 4Kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10 year 100,000 mile
6: powertrain and 5 year 60,000 mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims.
0: Hey, it's time to head over to am.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to CoastToCoastAM.com. That's CoastToCoastAM.com.
1: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain and we are with Ellen Wheelton. She's talking about her near death experience. Ellen, you were just sharing about learning on the other side, the power of gratitude.
2: I came out. Knowing that every night as I went to sleep, I needed to give thanks for this opportunity to be here. Where there is gratitude, there's no room for fear. There's no room for hate or discord. It is all love. And that's when we really feel that and we feel the expansion of our heart and we give complete gratitude for getting to be here. That is when we are truly connecting to the higher self and to source. So that was another big piece. I recognize and have since had many messages. I've been working with what I call angelic, angelic or light beings ever since I came out of my coma. I will, I will see them places and around people and informations and their comfort and the guidance that they give is true and real that we really are protected and guided. And I bring those into my workshops as well, where, you know, animal meaning may come through for people or, um, angels may come through light beings. And it's just beautiful to be able to witness that because I'm not the answer to your problem or anyone's problem or anyone's concerns. But I can hopefully provide a tool where you can connect to your higher self because your higher self is the only one that can answer for you. And I think a lot of times we get caught in our thoughts. And what my goal is, is to help people just quiet the mind, move out of the mind, move into the body, connect with light, feel the vibration of the singing bowls or the music, feel the frequency of the plants medicine that we use, and just use it to kind of reconnect with that frequency. And when we are truly in it, we can answer our own concerns and issues, right? That's kind of where I go with my work. But what was fascinating to me was that I recognized the man on my left when I went to college. I chose to go to a Buddhist university named Naropa. It's in Boulder, Colorado. They had a, a counseling program that was immersive in meditation and Buddhist philosophies, but it was an accredited program for transpersonal counseling. And when I was there walking up to my meditation class, starting to learn about being present in the moment, I saw a picture of a young, thin Buddha in brown robes. I don't remember if it was a an artist depiction or if it was, I don't know what it was or where it came from, who who created it, but I recognized him right away. I said, that was that's Buddha. Buddha was in my near-death experience. And then I felt like I had come full circle because I was getting validation that I was on the right path. And the more that I work in this world, the more validation comes through, the more that I see Buddha and Buddha and Jesus come to me and angel in my meditations. It's just profound and beautiful. And I'm so thankful that I have the ability to get to do this on this plane it's just such a gift and what's really powerful about calling this the near death experience is the feeling that you get the remembering which is another piece of the puzzle that we have opportunities all of us whether you've had a near death experience or you learn through the stories of others or you have a spiritually transformative experience in breathwork or music and imagery or crystal bowls or A dream, right? Or a deep meditation, we have opportunities where we can remember our purpose and who we are. And even if we don't know the purpose, if we tap in regularly to our greater presence, our higher presence, which is always inside of us, we hold that source energy within our human form. We hold that love and that beauty. So if we can tap into that in whatever way we can, through whatever process we find, then we can live in more purpose and more things will start to open up and develop and come to us and help us grow. We'll grow through abundance of love
1: and purpose and career. It's just phenomenally beautiful. So many times we yeah. talk about afterlife and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And so we want to believe and a part of us trusts there's a bigger picture, but how can we build that bridge to this yeah. higher self, this light being that's within For me, it started
2: with simple meditation and focusing on the breath. But sometimes people need more of an anchor to really connect. So what I'll do, and my daily practice is this, and it started out very simple, and it took work at first for me to call in on my higher self, but now... I find that it's just easier to live in that space because I practice it so often. So I practice the practice of meditation with letting go of negative thoughts, letting go of thoughts and just being present. That's one thing. When I really need to raise my vibration and I don't have my music that I can play right then or I don't have time, I will breathe in a high frequency essential oil, which is part of my business as well. Um, And I will allow it to anchor in the limbic brain because certain oils can move directly into the amygdala and they can stay in the brain for two weeks. So if you anchor it with intention, not only does it raise your spiritual vibration, like my favorite is transformation oil. That's an or highest potential. As I breathe it in, I call in my higher self. You can do this in a meditation as well. But I'll call in my higher self and I will imagine the energy of my soul body and where it is. And usually it's massively huge, right? I'm a tiny point. My human body is a tiny point when connected to my soul body. I imagine the expansion of my soul body. I imagine the expansion of my heart as I breathe in the oil. And then I just call in and ask questions. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? And with those questions, and I place oils on my feet. Where would you have me go? On my heart, what would you have me do? On my wrist and my throat, what would you have me say? And then I do release and surrender on the top of my head and the back of my head and to whom? So I have... That ritual twice a day has pretty much changed my human life even more so. Like now I'm living in my spiritual path. So that would be an easy thing that people could do. And even if you don't have the oils, just sitting and asking those questions and calling in your higher self will bring great insight and wisdom. You sound like you found your passion. Yes, absolutely. And I, like others, have moments of unworthiness and fear that come in, but one thing I'm constantly reminded of is that we can shape our existence through our thoughts. So I have this funny little practice where if I have a negative thought or a fear-based thought, because I'm also a mother, and you know, as you have children, you watch them grow, you want to protect them from hurt and pain. But I'll have these fear thoughts come in and I have this little practice of imagining that they're butterflies or pick them from my head and just throw them out the window. And my kids make fun of me because they're like, Mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just throwing that thought out because I don't need it and I don't have space for something like that. And I don't want that to come into reality, right? So I send it out. For me, what I do is trying to bring in all of these different practices, the sound, the frequency of the oils, the frequency of the vibration, and then the own power of the mind, like the innate power of our mind. When we're in a deep state of relaxation and we're imagining a scenario, our body responds as if it's real. Our heart levels become more regular. Mm -hmm. Cortisol levels go down in the blood. Stress markers go down. So, Really just whatever we can use to really connect the brain with intention and visualization,
1: that is the key to everything. I love it. I want to ask you, Ellen, about Mm -hmm. your beliefs in the afterlife. And could any of this be utilized connecting to the unseen world? Oh, 100%.
2: 100%. I've seen people in my workshops and I have private sessions where When people get into that space, they actually are connecting to something similar to what I connected to. And I remember the first time I experienced music and imagery, there's something called the Bonnie method of guided imagery and music. It's a very deep transformative process that takes you into a slightly altered state, but you stay connected to present time through the music and the structure of the music. And you stay in your unconscious experience because you're deeply relaxed and trusting in the practitioner. Now, the first time I experienced this was the first time I was reconnected to what I felt like when I was in heaven. It was a glimpse of it. It was, And I call it a glimpse of heaven because it was beautiful and encompassing. And I was surrounded by love and light. And so when I experienced that, I realized this is it. This is the way that I'm going to help people experience what I experienced. They can find their own answers. And then at each level of the journey in the past 20 years, I have just added other elements that deepen the practice. And people can have this experience of connecting their higher self. I met with someone this morning in a session, and she was taken into the clouds, reconnected with her higher self and given guidance about what she needs to do to live in her purpose. And that is absolutely, yes, you can totally be taken there. Sometimes people are taken into the universe and they're one with the stars. I've had people feel like they've been lifted from their bodies, their
1: soul body reconnects. It's absolutely possible and wonderful. Do you have stories of people that have said that they've seen their loved ones? Or we all? Oh
2: yes, yes. You want? To, can you share a little bit? Of- it happens every single time I do a workshop. Every single time. What's interesting about. This work is that not only as we meet in groups, not only do people see loved ones that have passed that have messages that relate to their intention and what they want to bring, but also people have similar experiences. So I've had sessions where one instance was this dog where there was a little, one person said, I saw a little white dog with a red bow around its neck and it was kind of fluffy and it looked like a little, I don't know what kind of dog it looked like. And the man next to her started crying. And the woman next to him started crying. And he said, that's my dog. She passed away last week. And she came to me too. And the another woman said, I saw the dog in my imagery too. Oh, nice. Yeah then loved ones come through and those are more what I call transpersonal experiences where people move into working through issues without having to think about it, without having to know what's going on. They're just guided and led by something bigger. And, um, I've had people, their grandmothers come through where they haven't seen in a while or their, or their mother or their child. And, It's just so sacred and beautiful to be able to hold space for that. It doesn't happen every time. And sometimes it takes repeated practice where the trust can really be built and the practice can be developed. But Yes, all every single session I do now. And it, it was not always that way.
1: Ellen, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to find out a little bit more about how people can work with music, what the singing bowls are, a little bit about our life purpose. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
7: Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.
1: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I'm here with Ellen Wheelton. We're talking about music, frequency, vibrations, essential oils. Ellen, I have to tell you, out of all the interviews, this is very different.
2: It's very different. It's It's very different. And I think that's indicative of how unique we can be, where people tend to shy away from wanting to create their own path because it may be different or look different or feel different to others. But in reality, our gift is our difference. Our gift is our uniqueness. So how can we bring our gifts into our purpose and make it something that no one's ever done or heard of before, right? Uh, Right.
1: (laughs) But let's talk a little bit about purpose because I think a lot of people are looking for their purpose.
2: I think that when you have something that keeps you up at night because it is so, it just takes up so much of your mind and heart space, that is one way to know. But another way to know is simply by surrendering to source and seeing what comes. And I know that sounds really ambiguous, but I find that. If something is meant to be in an alignment with my purpose and feels like I'm doing good for others, if it just starts to unfold, I know it is right. And it takes a lot of trust. And I have that because of my own experience. But I would ask people to ask those questions. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And if you're living in a space in your career where you feel constricted, restricted, dark, cold. I would say you're not living in your purpose. So what can you do? What can you change? What can you make space for? Because sometimes we're so stuck in our day-to-day and we're using our career as our, was thinking we, we have to stay there. It takes up all of our time and energy and the universe has nowhere to give, nothing to give because
1: there's no room for it. We all want to believe that mm-hmm. we have a higher self and that we can connect with it. And I mm-hmm. know about quieting the mind and journaling mm-hmm. and things like that, but you're giving us a, a new <laughs> way to look at it. And I've never really thought about with frequencies, with the singing bowls and the yeah. this, the essential oils. And it's just right. like, wow, new stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it is. It is. And, you know, at the core of every cell, inside right Mm -hmm. ourselves you think it's space but guess what it's vibration we vibrate everything living on this planet vibrates at a frequency and to leave that part out of who we are because you know that was another thing I was shown we are light beings we are vibratory light beings that are here For a reason, we are here for a purpose, every single one of us and living in a different trajectory. And I was even kind of given the message that we choose our life and our families based on how much we can help others. In this lifetime. And that's a little bit of an interesting idea, right? That we actually choose our parents because we may have a story to tell and we have trauma, and our life story may be moving through that trauma, but also about helping others through that trauma and where we can go with it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I wanted to say also before I forget that on my Instagram and then on my Facebook page, if you just look up my name, Ellen Wheelton. Even if we're not connected as friends, I have some public singing bowl experiences where you can, you know, listen in and participate if you want to get a glimpse of my work. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I also have a Facebook community for people who want to learn more about music therapy and essential oils, and they're interested in frequency, and that's on Facebook.
1: Let's just wrap this up a little bit about gratitude because I feel very grateful right now, but I'm assuming gratitude is something that raises that frequency. Oh, absolutely
2: raises our frequency. I have found that the practice of gratitude is the most profoundly uh, spiritually transformative process that we can tap into day to day you can feel the swelling of your heart. If you're really living in gratitude, there's just no space for anything else. It's profoundly
1: beautiful. I had read a book called The Magic by the Rhonda Byrne, mm. who wrote The Secret. Ah. And it was a 28-day gratitude practice. Mm. And morning, noon, and night, there is something mm-hmm, to be grateful mm-hmm. for and things to write mm-hmm. down. But the, the key was you really had to feel it. Yes, and no yes. kidding Ellen stuff mm-hmm. started happening in my life mm-hmm. that I could only call miraculous yes and I thought, what is going on and you know there's all kinds of people write testimonials, and then mm-hmm. this was a couple was several years ago, and I shared it with some friends, and they got the book or downloaded it, and they started doing it, and they started reporting all these wild, wonderful. Things that were happening. Now, what's interesting is knowing that and doing it are two different things. Yes. It really takes something as a human being Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this a practice. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it does. The results can be really outrageous.
2: Well, you know, for the past three years, we've been leading these abundance challenge with my team. I have a team of light workers and music therapists and therapists and acupuncturists. We all come together usually through plant medicine and through the oils. That's kind of how we connect. And we've been using these meditative practices in abundance. Well, interestingly, you cannot manifest abundance without gratitude. So there's an oil called Gratitude where they measured the frequency of the human body when it was grateful and then found a blend of plants that matched that frequency. So we use that with journaling and feeling of the gratitude, and then paired it with the abundance piece of I am abundant, I'm financially abundant, or whatever we say, we say affirmations multiple times a day with the abundance oil. But what's really fascinating that you tapped into here is that you need to pair the feeling with a thought. That's how we manifest things here. And I remember receiving that message as well, that When you pair a thought with a feeling, you manifest it, good or bad, because, you know, source is always listening. And so, like you said, you were pairing the thought with the feeling and you were able to bring more gratitude into your life and more good things and more abundance, I'm sure. Right?
1: Yes, definitely. Yes,
2: because that, so that I imagine that you were bringing in a lot of amazing, abundant things at that point.
1: It was great. And, you mm-hmm. know, and it's silly that I ever stopped, but I just got back into the day-to-day life and so easy to forget these things. But, you know, I tell people and I believe this and yeah. I don't practice it 24-7, but when we cross this finish line called life and mm-hmm. there we are in the afterlife, whatever you want to call it, heaven, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still souls. And, you know, you yes. think about Communicating through thought and all these wonderful things that they can do in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we're souls now. And yes. like you say, our soul is so much bigger than our little body. I mean, it, yeah. we, it can really extend. And mm-hmm. so we do have these powers if you want to call them available you know we do have time so things might not happen in a blink of the eye but like you say pair the feeling with the thought and Mm -hmm. you know be careful what you wish for yeah exactly yeah
2: hold on tight can you imagine if a hundred years ago we told people you're going to have these little boxes that you put in your pocket where you can call someone on the other side of the world and see their picture No one would ever have believed that, right? So what else is possible, right? I mean, we limit ourselves and our thoughts and what we think is impossible. That was the other message, another big one on the raft. We are capable of so much more than we even can conceive. So much more. We don't realize the power that we hold in able to create our future.
1: I'm writing it Mm -hmm. down. (laughs) Well, Ellen, it's been a delight talking to you today. You as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Any closing
2: words? And then I'll say a
1: few things. Uh,
2: I would just say to practice daily, connecting with your higher self and asking guidance daily, you know, where can I go? What can I do? What can I say? You know, I I think those are just crucial. And I think I learned them from Marianne Williamson, right? But just constantly be checking in and connecting because you're so much bigger than your human form
1: oh thank you so much thank you thank you thank mm-hmm. you and you can find out more about ellen on me- wellnessmusictherapy.com or facebook and instagram and people are
2: interested in learning more they can always email me at wellnessmusictherapy at yahoo.com okay and i'm very active on facebook on the music
1: therapy and essential oils group thank you again ellen what we're going to do now is we're going to listen to just a couple minutes of a singing bowl see if you can feel any shift within you close your eyes if you'd like then we'll take a break and we'll meet david young who has sold over a million cds of his heavenly music so let's listen Well, I felt something. There's lots of free YouTube videos of the singing bowls you'll enjoy. Don't go anywhere. We'll meet David Young, who plays two flutes at once to transport people to the in-between worlds. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor
5: to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based luminesce, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products so more can enjoy a more youthful look. Lumines is great for women and men on those fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, plus great on the neck, forehead, and hands. Dr. Newman, what causes the skin to break down with age?
8: Changes that we start to look on our skin starts actually in our 20s where we get sun damage and the effects of pollution and our environment start to cause our skin to age and we start to break down the collagen the elastin and we get glycation which is the sugar that we eat gets stuck within the collagen fibers and makes our skin inflexible the luminous skincare line does two things one it has a reparative effect so it makes the skin look and feel much better softer supple and more young and smooth, but it also is preventative. So it prevents the skin from the breakdown and the damage that we get from the sun and from the environment and from sugars that we have in our body.
5: Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered luminesc products and decided a price reduction was in order. So more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell based Lumines. Shop now at healthylooking.com or call toll free 800-604-3129. If you would like to try Lumines, how about our starter kit, postage paid for $19.99? See the full line of products from Lumines, plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129.
6: Luminesse from HealthyLooking.com. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace.
7: Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain.
1: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're talking about music and frequencies and vibration and the afterlife and healing, all sorts of things. Next, I want to introduce you to musician David Young, who has two Grammy nominations, sold over a million CDs. His music is absolutely heavenly. There's over 20,000 healers and healing centers that use his music every day. And people, including myself, have claimed to experience the in-between, in-between heaven and earth by listening to his music. He actually played at one of my We Don't Die live events. And I think you'll really enjoy hearing this. And at the end, we'll play a clip of his music so you can see just what it is that we're talking about. Hello, David. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife.
9: Thank you so much. Nice
1: to be here with you. Oh, nice to have you too. And I've heard your music and it's heavenly is an understatement, if that could even be said. It's just really fantastic. So thank you for your love of music and your love of wanting to share it.
9: You're welcome. I started playing when I was a kid uh, in third grade and I was the worst in my class in third grade, but we got a second year of the recorder. That was the instrument that we all were given, and I got the hang of it in the second year, and then I really caught on with it, and, you know, I've made a whole career from playing the recorder.
1: I know. I mean – It's incredible. I mean, I think that's what a lot of us kids started playing. But it's more than that. Because you know, if you see a great work of art, like a painting or something, or you hear great poetry, you know, it's like divinely inspired. Your music, to me, is that. So can you give us just a little bit more of your background besides just being a kid, um, how the passion for music started? And is it just the recorder? I know that's I know the answer to this, but I want you to explain. And was there like a I don't want to say a divine pull, but kind of that you just knew this was right?
9: Well, I've recorded 60 different albums of music, of which 50 of those are instrumental music where the recorder is the main instrument. And then there's 10 albums I have that I sing and play guitar with positive songs.
1: And you mentioned before we started that you're a longtime meditator and that you did some events, right?
9: Yeah. So I've been
1: meditating
9: for 30, about 34 years when I started doing these events. And, you know, I wanted people to open their mind and just allow their logical mind to get out of the way. Um, Because most people think that their logical mind is their intelligence, but our logical mind is just what we've agreed to accept that everybody else has agreed to accept. So if you were living 500 years ago, all the people had agreed to accept that the world was flat. That's right. And, And you could actually be put in jail if you said the world was round. So the same thing is true with people understanding that there's life after this life. Because um, in the last, you know, in the last 15 years, the whole idea of people having a near-death experience has really come out into the public. And, you know, the most popular books on the New York Times bestseller list are books about people having near-death experiences like Dr. Eben Alexander's book, Proof of Heaven, that sold over six million copies. So, you know, I would talk to people about different things that I had learned spiritually And then I'd start playing the flute and I'd play for 20, 25 minutes. And when the meditation was over, people came back into their bodies. I asked if anybody had anything that they'd like to share. And there were five people at that first event who all shared that they had reconnected with one of their loved ones. Could be a grandmother, a mom or a dad or a friend from childhood who had died young. And. People explained this like it was the most normal thing ever, and they were really happy to have that experience. Some people were channelers, and so they were familiar with the idea of having that type of experience, but many people were not channelers and were just incredibly surprised to find out that this was possible. Well, the funny thing about this is that I didn't know this was possible when I was playing the flute at these meditations. So when the first five people shared, inside my mind, I was going... I can't believe what these people are saying. I never experienced anything like that. I didn't even think it was possible. And I thought that being skeptical of something like that showed people that I was intelligent. Mm. That's a problem that many people have is that we're taught about what is normal and what's not normal. But all of these things that are based on normal are totally connected to a time period. You know, I mean, 50 years ago. If somebody would have said we would have a man walking on the moon, that would have sounded like the most ridiculous thing ever. How would it be possible for a man to walk on the moon?
1: Let me just ask, because I know from all these interviews and my own meditation practice, there's definitely something available by quieting the mind. But it's like you bring it to a whole nother level. What do you think is in I don't want to say in your music, but kind of like that puts people in that zone for that connection. Do you have any thoughts on that? Cause it's.
9: I do. Yeah, I do. It, it's, it's actually a couple of things. Okay. Well, when I play the two flutes at one time, the two notes create what's called a triharmonic tone where the two notes actually create a third note. I'm only playing two flutes, but they create three different notes because The harmony between the two of them creates this third note that's a frequency. Okay. Okay. It's not a physical thing, but you can actually hear it. Now, in heaven, everything is based on light, vibration, and frequency. So when people have a near-death experience, they're seeing this inner light, and they're hearing these inner sounds, these heavenly sounds that are a frequency that frequency is the same frequency that my two flutes create as the third note. Okay. So when people hear me playing the two flutes at one time, they've heard that frequency before when they had a near death experience, because that's part of the experience. You experience the inner light and the inner sound. Yes. And the inner sound is this frequency in the vibration. And that's what I create in my music. Now, when I make my CDs, I don't feel like my CDs are done until I feel that inner peace that I have after meditating for a half hour. Because the first 10 minutes that you're meditating, nothing good's happened in the first 10 minutes because your mind is so used to thinking and planning and doing what your mind normally does. It's busy. It takes it, yeah, being busy, it takes at least 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes for your mind to settle down because you it realizes that you're not giving it any, any attention. So eventually it quiets down. And in the space between your thoughts, that's where you can receive messages. Because if you had two radio stations playing one by your left ear and one by your right ear, you wouldn't be able to benefit from anything you were hearing because you're hearing two different messages at one time. Likewise, when your mind quiets down and gets out of the way, then you start getting messages from spirit. And, you know, that's when the good stuff happens. So if you meditate, I would really advise people – to not meditate with a clock if you don't have to be anywhere. What
1: David and I would like to do now is play a few minutes of his music. This is pre-recorded. He's not playing it live. But if you'd like to just close your eyes and relax and just get into that zone. Of course, it takes longer for the mind to quiet down. But we just want to give you a taste. David's website is davidyoungmusic.com. Let's listen. Well, you can't go wrong with any of the songs on his website, davidyoungmusic.com. You can play just about a sample of everything if you'd like. want to thank you for listening. I'm Sandra Champlain. Our home base is wedontdie.com. Wishing you a wonderful day. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast
0: Network.